Heavenly Father, as we transition now to the message, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts for those who are here to hear and to listen to the message, I pray, God, they will be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Lord, we cast aside every distraction and we choose today to honor you and to put you first. Father, we need you right now more today than yesterday. We desire your presence more today than yesterday. We love you. We are hungry and thirsty for your word and for the truth of your word, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in your precious son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. And God's people pray, amen and amen. Let's take a moment to take our seat and to greet one another, our neighbors. Let's get the lights. Okay. All of it. Thank you. Okay, uh, I apologize, guys, for all the technical difficulties today. Uh, but again, I pray that we will not be distracted by all the technical things, but your heart will remain steadfast and focused before the Lord. So right now, before we begin, uh, let's make sure that we get the piano and everything settled. Okay, it's okay, Andy. Don't, don't feel pressured. We're now in part three. Do you guys remember the first message? What was the title of the first message? Embrace the... Okay, good. Embrace the 40, and second was embrace the, the test, which was the desert. And then now, today, is embrace the spirit. Embrace the spirit. This is right before Jesus, he enters the wilderness and the desert for 40 days and 40 nights before he is tested. And this is before Jesus starts and begins his ministry he is filled with the Holy Spirit. He is baptized with the Holy Spirit. In life, as Christians, if you and I, we don't have the support and the help from the helper of the Holy Spirit, then we can do nothing in this life that is productive for the kingdom of God. For you to be productive in the kingdom of God, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to embrace the Holy Spirit. Every single one of us have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Holy Spirit guides us. He speaks truth into our life. He brings conviction so that we can turn from our sin, so that we can run to Him, so that we can be sanctified that is found in Jesus Christ. So embrace the Spirit. Embrace the Spirit. Do not reject the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that if we reject the Holy Spirit, that we, if we commit the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, if we reject the convictions of the Holy Spirit and blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, that is a sin that cannot be forgiven. Therefore, as Christians, embrace the Spirit of God. Embrace the Spirit of God today. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Or are you choosing to reject the Holy Spirit today? Where are you, man and woman of God? Starting in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 through 17. It says this, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Who is speaking here? Is John the Baptist, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Can you repeat after me? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. 
Fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat. Wheat is good into the barn and burning up the chaff. The chaff is bad. It's the shell that is useless. When we eat nuts, you don't eat the shell. You throw away the shell. You eat what is inside, what is quality, what is edible. The wheat is edible. The wheat is what is is filled with quality. The shaft is just an outer shell that is thrown, burning up the shaft with unquenchable fire. And then it goes on in verse 13. The title says, The Baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Again, this is my Son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. So the question, how do we as Christian men and women of God, how do we embrace the Spirit of God? How do I embrace the Spirit of God? Number one, go and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Go and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Be baptized. It's an inner and outward change. It's inside, outside, inner, inward transformation. Baptism equals repentance. So baptism was an, yes, it's an outward symbol of commitment to God, but true, real baptism is the inner change, transformation, that I need to be baptized from the inside out. John the Baptist was giving baptism of the outward, of water, of repentance. But Jesus, he gives us the baptism of transformation of the Holy Spirit that happens from the inside, the inside, inside, outside. Only when the Holy Spirit touches us, your minds, your thinking, your attitudes, your lifestyles, it starts to change. I want you to right now think about your own life at this moment. How you were like five, six, seven, eight years ago what you used to enjoy, who you used to follow on social media, the things that you enjoy, that you enjoy doing with your friends, the change, the conviction that came, that came from the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the transformed life, producing a, ch- a changed life. And that happened by the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it's the baptism of the inside, the inner touch, the inner transformation. Take a look at verse 11 and 12. I baptize you with water for what? Repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with what? With the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chef with unquenchable fire. 
You got to keep in mind, Holy Spirit and fire, a lot of people put those two together as doing the same thing, but later you'll see they're actually different. And, uh, and, we'll, and you'll get, we'll get to that as we continue on later in the subpoints. But the Holy Spirit is very important. The scripture is filled with the Spirit of God. It says in John chapter 20, verse 22, and with that he breathed on them and said what? What did Jesus say? Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive. John 15, 26 tells us, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. So right here in John 15, we see that the Holy Spirit, he is an advocate. He fights for us. He is the spirit of truth. He is not a spirit of deceit. He is not a spirit of lies. He is a spirit of truth. And the Father and Christ and the Spirit, they're one. He is our advocate. And we see that the Spirit of God has always been there from the beginning. It says in the beginning in Genesis 1, that the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness over the waters. The Spirit of God has always been there. We need the Holy Spirit. John 16, 7 through 15 says this, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, again the word advocate, Holy Spirit comes out, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send them to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. If you read this passage carefully, we see the Trinity of God, that they're all united as one, working together, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And then we see that before the apostles, they started their ministry, the disciples started their ministry, they had to receive the Holy Spirit as Christ received the Holy Spirit here in Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then he begins his ministry. And then we see in Acts chapter 2, same thing. The Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples, and then they're able to go ahead and do the work. That's why when we pray, we say, God, if you're not here with us, if your Holy Spirit is not here with us, everything we do is in vain. Because we can only overcome the attack of the enemy the devil's schemes with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I mean, just take a look at verse 13. The spirit of truth comes. The spirit of truth comes and he will guide you into all the truth. Why? 
If you look at verse 11, because the prince of this world, the prince of this world is here. Even though he stands condemned, he is here active. The, who is the prince of this world? The devil. Satan himself. Therefore, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why it says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amen. So real quick, three ways the Holy Spirit baptizes that are A, baptism of water. We learn here in Matthew chapter 3 that the baptism of water brings repentance. So again, the first way is baptism of water. The second way is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. And that is the inward change, inward transformation. And the third and last is the baptism of fire. And this one is a scary one because it's a judgment of God. Baptism of fire. So when you hear a praise team or worship team, they sing songs like, Fire, come down. Fire, come down. On us we pray. Do they really understand what the word, the definition of fire, what they're saying is? They're saying judgment come down on us. Judgment come down on us. Fire, judgment of God. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, we will be judged eternally, doomed all of eternity in hell away from God. So again, baptism of water, baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism of fire. I pray that you and I will be baptized with water, baptized of the Holy Spirit, inward and outward transformation. Amen? Verse 12, the winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn, burning up the shaft with unquenchable fire. So what does that mean, the winnowing fork? The winnowing fork was used as a tool to separate the wheat from the shaft, to separate what is real, that has substance, versus what is empty shell. And what happens with the shaft, the empty shell? It's thrown in what? Fire. Unquenchable fire. Fire so strong that no water, nothing can take it away. I mean, that's pretty scary. So winnowing is God's judgment. He is separating from his children to those who are not. The wheat and the shaft, they'll be separated. The wheat is good. The shaft is bad and useless outer shell. They'll be burned up and thrown away. But for those who are repentant and who have the Holy Spirit, you will be saved. But for those who reject the Holy Spirit, you'll be baptized with fire, with the judgment of God. They'll be discarded and they'll be useless in God's kingdom. And that is that it's people who are unrepentant. So I pray that every day, that we will have humility, 
and that we'll have repentant attitudes before God. Amen? So again, number one, go and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. How do we embrace the Spirit of God? Go and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Number two, go and point others to the sun. Not during the eclipse, the sun. Look at the sun. But point to the sun, Jesus Christ. Verse 11, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I mean, the humility of John. Again, John is very famous here. He has a lot of followers. People are coming all over the place to be baptized by him by water. But he says, I am nothing. After me comes one who is more powerful, greater than I. Keep in mind, John the Baptist, he is older than Jesus, right? Physically, he is older. He is the older brother of Jesus. After me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Verse 13, 15, it goes on. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. What is John doing here? He is giving all the glory back to God. He is being obedient. Yes, Jesus should baptize him. But he's following the words of Jesus. He is humble. He listens. He doesn't put his own understanding before God. He says, yes, Lord. And he consented. He said, yes. What we can learn from here is giving all the glory back to God. Everything you do, you must give God all the glory. You must point to the sun. Point others to the sun. Don't stand up here as a praise team. Oh, look at my skills. I'm so great. No, you point it back to the Son. You point it back to the Father. You point it to Christ. I can do this. I'm able to do this because of Him. Give all the glory back to God. So where it says here, to fulfill all righteousness, when Jesus says to fulfill all righteousness in verse 15, He is talking about to do and to finish and to accomplish not my work, but God's work, he is pointing back to God. Even Christ himself, fully God, fully man, he's not taking all the glory. He's pointing back to the Father. Therefore, as Christian men and women of God, we must allow our work to be pointed to Christ. Allow all of your work to point to Christ. You know, earlier I said baptism is repentance. But why did Jesus need to repent? Why did he need to be baptized? Well, if you're smart, you would ask that question, why? And when you're reading the Bible, you should ask questions, things you don't understand. Why would Jesus need to repent and be baptized if he was sinless and he never committed any sin? But here in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus, he is repenting not for himself, but for the sins of all humankind. He's, he was repenting for us. He was getting himself ready. 
He repented on behalf of all sinners for you and for me. Which reveals that God, Christ himself, he draws close to those who are brokenhearted and to those who are repentant, who are penitent sinners. When you are repentant of your sins, God, he draws close to those who are broken. And we see here John the Baptist, he truly humbles himself and he gives God all the glory by submitting himself to the living Christ. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Remember, like I said earlier, John's age, he is older than Jesus. But we see the humility of John as we see in John chapter 1, verse 15. He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. How can he come after him and surpass him if Christ was before him? How? Is that even possible? Because Christ was there from the beginning of times. God, the Son, and the Spirit, they're all in one. Three in person, one in essence. All together, they've been there from the beginning. Right? He's always been there. That's why John is able to say, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Amen. So again, number one, go and be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Number two, go and point others to the Son. That's what exactly what John the Baptist did. He was humble, and he pointed others to the true and real baptism, which is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. He went and pointed others to Christ. And last point, point number three, go and know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Believe it or not, there are a lot of Christians who believe that Jesus Christ is not God. They don't believe in the Trinity. They think that Jesus is a human being who lived for a short time and he was actually not God. And that when he died, everything finished. But you cannot have one without the other. It's a package deal. They come together as one. I pray that not only will you know the Holy Spirit, but you will know the Son and the Father, for they are one in essence. Verse 16 to 17, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. A lot of people don't know that in this verse, in these two verses, the Trinity is mentioned. As soon as Jesus, right, Jesus is there, baptized, he went out out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and alighting on him. So right away we see the heavens open up, we see Jesus himself, and then we see the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit coming, descending on Jesus like a dove, shining on him. And then we see in verse 17, and a voice from heaven. And who is this voice? God said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. 
Why? Because he was a sinless sacrifice, the innocent lamb that died and shed his blood to die on the cross for us, for you, and for me. That during the season of Lent, that we remember that it is only by the cross, only by the Son, only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to have a bridge to the Father. Without Jesus Christ, we cannot have access to the Father. He is the one that mediates on our behalf. He is our mediator. Amen? So when God sees us, does he see you, KP? Does he see you, Jonathan? You standing up on your own righteousness, on your own work. God, look how many missions I've been to. Look, God, look at how much tithing I give. Look at me. Look at my works. Your works are nothing. We do not go to heaven. We do not have access to the Father because of your good work. Because all fall short and have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. Every single one of us. Your, work, your works are useless in God's eyes. But when God sees you, does he see the mediator? Does he see the cross? Does he see the blood that was shed? The blood that went on the doorframe of the Israelites in Egypt when the spirit of death it passed over. Does God see the spirit of God in you and the living Christ inside you? Only then, only then can we truly know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we see here in verse 16, 17, the Trinity is introduced. And it's amazing. So much happening here, right? It's like, it's exciting because uh, soon the guys were going to watch the Zack Snyder's, the, the director's cut, the new movie with all the superheroes coming together. People get excited. Batman versus Superman. And they all have their own individual. That's why people love Avengers. They all come together. All your favorite superheroes, they come together. If your favorite superhero doesn't get enough cinema time, you get upset. Like Ron, he cried because uh, Spider-Man wasn't that big. And he, you, you like Spider-Man, right? Okay, okay. Is he your favorite character? Really? Why? Oh, wait. That's so crazy because you got bitten by Spider. And we were joking about that. So you were really happy last week. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways, it's really cool here because you see all the heavy hitters coming together. And right here we see the Trinity introduced here before Jesus he begins his ministry. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All of the Trinity are present here and active in this baptism. A, God the Father. The Father speaks, this is my Son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. B, God, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit descends from heaven onto Jesus Christ. God, the Son. Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. Jesus Christ receives baptism. And who gives the baptism here? John the Baptist. We are all together in this fight together. God created us. Because like the song we sang, he didn't want heaven without us. He uses us 
mortals to do the work with him, to be partners with him, to be his stewards. God uses us. He called us to do his work. And how amazing, what an honor, what a privilege it is to be used by God. Amen? So for those who are in a position of leadership, for those who are in a position of servant leadership, it doesn't matter whatever you're doing, if you have an opportunity, if you had the privilege to have attended missions or have gone to retreats, you're in a part of a committee, you're a committee head with a responsibility. What an honor and a privilege it is. It is to serve God for the kingdom of God, to work with Him, to work with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Do you understand the depth and the height of the truth behind this passage? How powerful and how exciting, how amazing our God is, the Trinity. Three in person, but one in essence, one in being. One, but three in person, all working together. And it is John the Baptist, a human being, a mere mortal, who does the baptism. Imagine John the Baptist had a different attitude. Oh, yeah, Jesus, of course. You're my tongzeng, you know? You know, I'm your kuya. I'm going to, yeah, you better get baptized by me. Get behind me. But John the Baptist, he was humble, and God uses the humble. God uses the humble and the weak and the broken. And there's a beautiful picture here where God uses the weak and the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father, they're all in one coming together. John chapter 1 tells us this, and I'm closing with this. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. Who is this person talking about? He's talking about Christ. In the beginning was the Word. What was the Word? It's the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. God spoke the earth into existence with His Word. And the Word was with God. Who was Jesus? He was the messenger. He spoke the truth of God. He physically spoke the word of God. And he was God. That ho- he was with God in the beginning. When the world was created, through him, all things were made. He was with God from the beginning. In him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has now overcome it, and that's what happened. Jesus, he, his light could not be snuffed out. His light shined, 
it shined bright in the darkness. When the devil thought he had won, when Jesus died, when he took his last breath, the devil thought he had won. But he rose again from the dead and overcame death and sin and sin itself. That is the power that we have that is found in God. So stop walking around with your head low. Stop walking around walking defeated throughout the week. You have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Spirit. You have the Advocate, the Helper, who fights and who supports you. Therefore, keep your head high. Keep your head high, men and women of God. Do not stay discouraged. Be strong in the faith. Walk strong in your faith. Be steadfast in your walk with God, especially during this pandemic time, especially during this time when everyone is walking away from their faith. You remain strong. Do not let your life be snuffed out. You remain in God, and your light will shine in the darkness. Amen? Allow your light shine. The light is the light of Christ. Christ is with you. You have been baptized by the Holy Spirit. The baptism of repentance of water. Continue on. Continue on in the fight. Continue on. Do not give up. Be steadfast in your walk with the Lord. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of distractions. I know, I know, I know. But look to Him. Ask the Holy Spirit, the advocate, your helper, to come and descend upon you and to transform you from the inside outside. Amen? With that, if you could close your eyes with me. Let's therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So right now, today, with the authority invested in me as a child of God and as a minister of God, I baptize us, I baptize you, baptize others in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in whose you are. Know your worth. You are a child of God. You have the Father, then you have the Son. You have the Son, then you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, you have the Son. You have the Son, you have the Father. You have the Father, you have all. You cannot have one without the other. So right now, we're going to come before God. We're going to be baptized by the name of God, by the Holy Spirit of God. We're going to ask God to come and transform us and to renew our thinking and to transform us and to sanctify us from the inside out. Can we just cry out to Him? Can we just cry, pray to Him and seek His face? while he may be found. While we pray, I want to invite the praising to come up. Let's continue praying. Let's seek the atmosphere. Let's continue on the atmosphere. Let's seek our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, today. And we surrender ourselves to you, O oh Lord. Lord, we know that, God, in you, there's life. In you, there is life. God, darkness cannot overcome. For you are the light that shines in the darkness, O oh God. Help us not to succumb to the attack of the enemy. To God, to be defeated during the week. And to God, walk around defeated. Thinking that God, we are not strong enough. And the truth is, we are not strong enough. But through the power and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we will be strong. Oh God, it is the Holy Spirit that empowers us. It is the Holy Spirit that 
not the other. Oh God, we need you. We need you today more than yesterday. Holy Spirit, come and strengthen me. Spirit of truth, come and guide me. Guide me so that I may walk on the path of righteousness. God, when you see us, Lord, do not see my righteousness. But please see the righteousness of Christ. Oh God, therefore we put on the breastplate of righteousness. This righteousness comes from you and you alone, Jesus. Lord, we need you today. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Up to us, you are a friend. 
Jesus, Emmanuel, the God, our God, who is with us forever. Lord, we surrender our lives to you, God. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit that transforms lives inside and out. Lord, I just want to thank you for over the years for the change and the transformation that you have done, not just in my own life, but in the lives of the members here in this church. Lord, thank you that God, that, that you are a God who is alive and that God, that the Holy Spirit comes and convicts and it comes and it transforms us. Thank you, God, that my desires have changed. Thank you, that God, that I am no longer the same person who I was two years ago, who I was last week. But God, every day I'm becoming more and more like you, to be transformed like you, to think like the way, to know your heart, to, for our hearts to break what breaks your heart, oh God. I pray, God, that we would just grow to hate sin more today than yesterday and to love you more today than yesterday, oh God. Lord, we need you today. You are a God who is with us. You are always here, and you will always be. For God, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are Emmanuel. You are God who is with us. You are steadfast. You are constant. You are consistent. You will never change. You are not like shifting shadows. You will never change. You are consistent. Same today, yesterday, today, and forever. And you are a friend to those who are frail and weak. And God, we are weak today. We are frail and weak today, God. Without your power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot overcome the attack of the enemy. Lord, we need you right now. Humble us, O oh Lord. Bring us humility. Give us power and strength to overcome the prince of this world. Lord, we love you. We need you. We humble ourselves as you humbled yourselves and became the lowest of the lowest. We humble ourselves today. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Let me pray. God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen.